Welcome one and all, a fresh new episode, episode 10-something of Inside LAFC, the Max and Vince podcast. Max. Oh, this is going to be so frustrating because like, I'm, I'm the one that types 108. I want to say 108. Not important. Another important list. It is for me. No. <laughs> another important list is our top 500 songs of all time. Oh, yeah. Let's do that. <laughs> That's this whole podcast. Let's my, I will say this. Uh, Get Your Freak On is not in my top 10. Just outside my top 10. And hey, yeah, as well. Just outside my top 10. But not I'm all for redoing it. And a lot of the songs wait, wait. they included are very good. I Get Your Freak On is great. Hey, y'all is great. Actually, one of my biggest things is the highest... Ranked Beatles song is Strawberry Fields Forever. No. <laughs> this is a Rolling Stones top five. They obviously were uh, trolling a little bit because after seeing this list, you've seen it, it's very dated. Which yeah, this- I, I just bring it up because I texted <laughs> Vince. I go, you've got to look at this list. I go, or don't look at this list because it's going to get you upset. And then I get a response going, I looked at the list. Mm-hmm. I am so out of whack right now. I was so frustrated. They're trying to get a reaction. They're trying to get a reaction. Or they're doing uh, a lot of illicit things over there and need a urinalysis test. Either or. Well, that's when Rolling Stone was great. When they were doing, <laughs> when they were doing that. They're trying to get a re- This is the internet culture we have, right? It's much better to do something crazy so that we're all talking about it, whether good or bad. Whereas when it was just the magazine, yeah. I feel like it was a little more I saw a Carson Daly on one of his many shows oh, he, he works it. on. He lost it. And then but Rolling Stone published his reaction. I I go, that's what they wanted. That's exactly what they wanted. Although I will say some of the Carson's picks for songs that he thought should have. I was like, what? I go, that's what I was like. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you stop talking. Just say you don't like it. <laughs> but he is doing the Today Show. It's good. I, but he, uh, he spoke for all of us. Yeah. Minus his picks. Carson Daly doesn't speak for me. No. Listen, listen, Carson. No. Carson, thanks for fighting the good fight. But simplify the message. I like that. <laughs> Your strawberry feels forever. <laughs> the best Beatles song? <laughs> Strawberry Fields Forever. Yeah. Ugh. Do you like that album? Did you like uh, uh, Sgt. Pepper's? Yeah, I do. I, I've grown to like it a lot more. Do you remember the old Yellow Submarine movie? Yeah, I love their movies too. Still the best, I think, is in A Hard Day's Night. They're like running through a hallway and uh, a celebrity type woman stops John Lennon. She goes, yeah. are you? He goes, no. She he, goes, but he goes, well, you know him better. She's <laughs> like, I think you're. Is that A Hard Day's Night? Yeah, and she's, she's trying to say you're John Lennon and he keeps going like, no, I'm not. And he keeps like <laughs> deflecting really well. Good actors. Good, good actors. actors. Great timing. When they go to Ringo, Ringo Starr, he goes, do you consider yourself a mod or a rocker? And he goes, actually, I consider myself a mocker. I thought yeah. that's brilliant. Great. They, they had. Uh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Sorry. Manesh, what? Uh, that was our, a great producer, impression. Ringo Starr here. Again, Hello, as, we break the, as we break the. I'm a mocker. Is, is it a fourth wall if it's on a podcast? Yeah. Our producer is talking to Max in his ear. You, can't, you guys can't hear him and has said that Max's uh, Ringo Starr impression was not very good. It's been a hard day's night, Manesh. What can I tell you? No. <laughs> ben likes it. It's like, a, no. it's like a mix. Welcome between. to Liverpool. Are you no. red or you blue? No, it sounds like Austin Powers mixed with Ringo. Did I tell you my <laughs> Phil Collins, Paul McCartney story? I'll say that for another day. You have told me that. Be... Can you tell that on the podcast, though? Yeah. No, well, Phil Collins walked up to Paul McCartney. He goes, Paul, first time I met you, uh, I grew up a huge fan of the Beatles. Uh, I listen to, I know all your music. And then Paul McCartney looks at his wife at the time, Heather, was it? Mills. Heather Mills, he goes, did you hear that, Heather? Apparently, little Phil's a big fan of the Beatles. <laughs> and Phil Collins says, the way he says, he goes, I wanted to kill him at that point. I mean. <laughs> I go, you son of a. Wouldn't you? <laughs> That's great. Do you think he would have punched him to the beat of, I can hear it? And yeah. <laughs> no, okay. I, 
I, I, big Phil. Let's, he didn't there's say only little one Phil. Big, that, hey, that, I, I editorialized that. There's only one big Phil. Don't feel bad. He didn't say little Phil. I don't know what he said. But it was very. It sounded very condescending. The reason. What is the scariest movie you've ever seen? I don't like scary movies. Okay. So almost all of them. Okay. The movie that scares me the most. Saw. The first Saw. Because I don't like blood and guts. And he's sawing off his foot. Oh, God. Ugh. Good. Well, the scariest movie for me is... Yellow Submarine Beatles animated movie, and I was a kid when I watched it. Were it you just on freaked LSD? Me. Well, that's what it was because I couldn't absorb it, and clearly there was it was a lot of drugs were involved in the making of this, and it freaked me out as a kid. So I can't watch it for. The, I'm gonna go watch it again. Yeah. Uh, Robert Zemeckis was gonna remake that, but they nixed it. A Robert Zemeckis remake of Yellow Submarine, I might. But it was kind of that animation that was Polar uh, Express, yeah, Beowulf, pass. The Christmas Carol with Jim Carrey. Yeah, what was a Scanner Darkly? Well, you tell me that, Vincent. What's your favorite Beatles song? I probably wrote it. What's my favorite Beatles song? Never. Just have to come. We probably should get to the game. Come back to me. Okay, I'll get back to you. Uh, I heard Ringo Starr. (laughs) No, stop. Has grossed more money than any, even more than McCartney over his single career. Yeah, Thomas the Tank Engine. um, Great solo songs. That's Who why, knows, whatever it is, but he's raking it in. That's why you and I are pitching a kid's podcast. Yes. We'll never get made. Right. Because you and I are just terrifying for children. I yes, think. yes. Just corrupting. Believe that is. Corrupting the Although I America. believe the children are our future. So, believe that. Whereas I think there's enough of them. <laughs> Got enough kids. Why aren't these kids in school? That's something uh, Vince would say. Yeah. LAFC, you were in Portland. I was in Portland. That was a nice pivot. You were in Portland, uh-huh. and I was texting you during the game. And hey, can I tell you before the match, though? So I'm watching. Uh, How was it? The match was great. The atmosphere was great. Uh, it was weird uh, weather because that's Portland. It re- poured rain, then stopped. Then they watered the fake pitch, which was hilarious. 20 minutes later, then it was sunny, then it rained a little bit. Uh, but before the game, we we're waiting to get picked up by our Uber to take us to the game because we get there really early. And I'm just sitting, leaning against the hotel, watching uh, Milan Juve on my phone, the, the end of the game. And this guy walks by me like just a random white dude. Um, and he goes, uh-oh. And I'm like, huh? And I realize I have LFC stuff on. He goes, oh. Timbers. And I'm going to go, okay. And he keeps going, how many cups do you have? I go, oh. <laughs> okay. okay and, and Jason, our other producer, just goes, no. <laughs> and the guy keeps going. The guy keeps going. And we're not even res- really responding to him. We're just like, yeah, later, dude. And it was like, um, have you seen the, the No, the, the clip? <laughs> that's a good line. Have you seen the clip of the two guys in New York where they're just like, keep adamantly flipping each other off, going back and forth. He was both those guys, and we were nobody in that. We were just like, <laughs> we don't care. He's having a conversation yeah. with himself. I did. I, I appreciate it. Like, honestly, I, the, and then there was, like, a, a nice older couple that walked by us and just goes, Timbers, and we're like, that's kind of cool. Like, game day to have a little, because we were wearing LFC stuff to do yeah. the pregame, just to have a little atmosphere. But that guy was, like, wanted us to pick a fight with him. We were just like, "Good, no, random guy. Good. I will say this about LFC Portland before we get in. And, uh, Gio Savarese and Merritt Paulson, I've known for a long time, and I, I consider them friends. And Portland's a, a franchise that we've emulated a little bit when we were created. All in all, I know we don't like them and they don't like us, and I can see that. But what's so great about this is how it started organically. It wasn't, okay, Galaxy LAFC, we hate each other, and it's built. Seattle, yeah. Portland LAFC, just every chapter is built into it. To me, continues to be absolute must-see national game and still very 
the Galaxy is always going to be the number one rivalry, but it's still kind of hanging on the back wheel of that rivalry. And that was another chapter, and it hurts to lose to them, and it stings them when we beat them. But I love how it started from this, and it's growing organically. Yeah, you could you could feel it. It was a good game, regardless of the result. Like you could feel the tension. You could feel. Yeah, it's a good. That's a good feeling. You know, I I had forgotten how well Portland had been playing coming into that game. Like they're on a nice little streak of their own. Really, unbeaten now in five, four unbeaten wins. Unbeaten in five, and yeah, it's not just it's not one of those unbeaten in eleven. Oh, there's eight draws. No, they're winning games. Uh, and so I I had forgotten that. Uh, credit to Bob after the match because I looked at Gio Savarese, who's doing the yeah. Jose like going nuts, and Bob just waiting there. Waiting there, waiting there, and Shake hands. goes and shakes his hand. No eye contact. <laughs> no, no, no. Bob was actually somewhat gracious. I thought Bob, because I was like, okay, Gio's laying it on. That had to be a tough. Gio's laying on heavy right here. Right. Bob just waited, 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 and actually. Gio does wear the emotions on his sleeve like that, and no, sometimes you watch it, I will that's say, fine. That's yeah, fine. most of us get upset because we're like, why has he got to do that? I've seen other games against other teams. He just, he, that's him. That's him. And look, he was under a lot of pressure. He was. For this game. Who and knows? He, like, should have been. because should have been a lot of pressure. Their roster's very good. They added two very good fullbacks, which was a uh, an area of concern for them. They've lost Eric Williamson, which is a, a bummer, because I think for all U.S. national team fans, he was one of my bright spots yeah. uh, over the summer. Kind of a, a need right now for the U.S. men's national team. Yeah. A guy, a, an use, organizing midfielder. Could use an all-action midfielder that can also pass. Pass. Uh, that can, he can dribble a little bit, too. He know, And he knows the right moments to dribble. Uh but, yeah, that's kind of a bummer. I mean, guy has to play yeah. a lot of games on turf. So, Bob had to be you obviously like my, frustrated. You didn't like my little barb about turf there? No, I know. I don't want to talk about it because it's like another. I know. If we flash the record of this club on artificial turf and we could say how much we dislike it and how it's not up to our style, but the results, you've got to get results on turf because you're going to face Portland. Uh We'll probably see Atlanta again. We're going to see Seattle again. It's just part of the in the, the 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 in and outs of the now LFC schedule. This is one of the first games where I felt like they didn't seem to Right. It wasn't seemed seemingly in their head. Like when they were in when they were in Vancouver, it was definitely in their heads a little bit. This game they the just ball. played. Right. And but that's what the frustration I think with Bob had to be when he's going he goes, cuz I texted you I said this is the best LAFC have looked for about 30 minutes. They did whatever they wanted. Brian would go off on a run, they'd bring him down. Free kick. Free kick. Free kick. Yep. Uh, Chicho getting behind the defenders, Chicho taking on was defenders. Phenomenal. Sifu. <laughs> Sifu. I almost scoring the greatest goal in MLS history. I know. I feel bad for Almost Sifu scoring. Because he was very good. He was on fire. I love that he All was like, three of them were amazing. He saw he saw the keeper off his lines, and normally you're like, oh, let's try a chip. He's like, no, I'll just shoot that bad boy. <laughs> and he did. I, I said, let me f- fix this. I said they were all amazing. Not amazing. They were great, but missed the spot. Brian missed his. Sifu missed his. And we'll talk about Chicho, who continues to be the great, the most consistent player we may have ever had. Yeah. He's just, it's the same out, positive output every game. But for just Brian we, and Brian where and where Sifu we, and those missed opportunities. Where we go first? Which missed we've seen in the past. Missed opportunity? Yeah. Because it's... No, there were. We've seen it. The whole game. We've seen this it. before where we could put the game away. The Galaxy game. The most recent Galaxy game comes to mind. You miss that opportunity and you pay a price for it. Well, not just putting the game away. Brian misses his chance. Couple, like I think three minutes later, they score off that corner. Sifu chance to make it two one. Three minutes later, they score off. Exact the same thing with the Galaxy. The whole, the entire match revolved around chances to take advantages and to really not just put the team down, but then put it on the scoreboard and put that team down. And they did not take it. 
and Portland got two goals that look they're just kind of scrappy a little fluky a little scrappy but that's what Portland does that's what they do they hang in games uh, if you get by them and they're within reach they're gonna foul you they're gonna put you down uh, but there was times when we created chances where we were able to get clean and clear where Brian was able to dribble three four guys Chicho was able to do do some things and again I thought see if, Sifu had that look of him where he was just totally aware of his surroundings. 360 view, knew exactly where he was, knew how much time he had, knew how much pressure was here, and then could hold off pressure. Um, I feel bad for him because some people were, you know, getting on him, and it, rightfully so, and he knows it. I mean, look, man, his face, I have not seen a guy look like he saw a ghost. His face after he missed that chance, he, he knew. He knew right away. How bad was that miss? I mean, on a scale of 1 to 10. But people are saying it's a 10. I don't know if it's a 10 because okay. it came to his right foot. Uh, he was in a top. He would have had to, to kind of bang it in. The, yeah. it, it should have put that away. I, wanna add, I, I do want to And he does take, he, he takes a lot of time yeah. in front of goal. We've seen it in the past. Actually, I will, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and just put out my, preempt my, um, my press conference question to Bob this week. I want to ask him how they talk about it. Like, how do you guys talk about a miss like that? Because when something like that happens, so stuff like you and I are doing right now, is that a 10 out of 10 miss? Um, does he absolutely have to score there? A lot of platitudes, a lot of you know hyperbole, stuff like that. I'm, I, no, no I'm, way I'm, he has a top 10 a list of misses. No, but I'm, 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 seri- <laughs> I'm, I'm very curious. Like, That's how a do, nine. How do, how do professional players and professional coaches talk about it? Do they say things like that we say, like, oh, he's just got to make it there? Or do they take it a little bit farther and, and look at the steps? Do they... I'm, I'm, I'm honestly curious. I don't ask these questions because I expect an answer. I'm and honestly listen, curious. Bob Bradley is an incredible resource mm-hmm. for that because he has seen and done it all and coached players from and, all over the world at clubs all over and countries all over the world. And I will say this. One of the reasons why I ask is because Bob has hammered you and I multiple times for saying things. And he goes, what are you talking about? He's like, we, we go on the field. We're actually doing the thing. We don't talk that way. And then all you guys go off and sit on TV and go, oh, well, I think... And so I want to know, legitimately, how do professional players and coaches talk about a miss like that? I'm going to be at the Performance Center Thursday. Okay. And I've, if I don't get my question in, will you? Well, I, I always spend time with Bob, and I haven't spent any time with Bob because of COVID. So I, haven't, I don't want to go to the Performance Center because it's a nuisance and it's testing. And I don't, yeah, just one more person. One more person. But I want to go there, and I, and I hopefully have a nice conversation so I can get through these things. I have a ton of questions because Bob's an incredible resource to, to ask that so you can get real answers, and we don't have to— I don't want Bob's been amazing because I don't want to be a phony when I'm up here. So I want to don't I don't want to speak on people's behalfs, but you, you can break that down with Bob and some of the players. We're very lucky to have that. Well, and you and I want we agree with Bob in this respect. Uh, the games have to get better. And that's not just players. That's not just coaches. That's not just referees. It's the way we broadcast games, the way we talk about games, the things in the games that we talk about. And Bob is a good resource for that because he he only thinks about football. Yeah. I mean, really, he's by the time someone told me that by the time he gets home from even a home match, he's probably already watched the games one and a half times again. Mm-hmm. So I've always covered on a national level and I would talk about teams in kind of broad strokes because that's what we, because we have that's to. what we do. It's but TV. now that I'm affiliated with LAFC and I see it at a closer and I hear people talk about LAFC and I'm like, eh, I don't know if that's accurate, yeah. but I, I can't say that about when I talk about Atlanta or New England, I will speak the way others speak about LFC because I'm not there on a regular basis. Right. So it's interesting, but I, I don't know how we could get to a point where you can't 
be so specific unless you're embedded with all these teams on a weekly basis, which is impossible. I think it's more time of people like yourself, and there's a lot of crews that uh, you bring up Atlanta. The Atlanta crew's great. They got Mo Adu out there now. Mo Adu, our plus one for the San Jose game this weekend. Wow, you actually know your plus one ahead of time. That's uh-huh. pretty good. You know, I have a plus two this weekend. It's going to be Jim Munoz, Connor Colopsis. Uh, great. You guys are doing great work. Thank you. Appreciate that. I couldn't watch Portland. I was so upset. Okay. The, the, the pregame and postgame, well, the postgame, the internet kind of on us. Uh, but a- Jessica Black was with me, and she, she's gotten better every week, and I love talking with her about just really breaking games down in the pregame. That's awesome. Game, one of the best. 110 football, giving people opportunities to get better at their craft. And I've seen it with, uh, with everyone who's come there. And I don't tell Connor, but I've seen him develop as well. Yeah, so he's got better. He's going to be here in like an hour or so. Okay. Uh, so that's fantastic. And you've seen it as well uh, on a regular basis. Oh, but- and shout out to Jerry. Jerry? Jerry Reynoso. Jerry's Who? the man. Y'all stop it. You know Jerry. Go <laughs> Jerry. see my boy Jerry. Out front of bank. Yes. Uh, Jerry, Jerry. Jerry has like started with something that like a couple people will be like, what are you doing here? Uh, and look, it's not a new idea. We're just, it's like the Arsenal TV idea. It's just getting. Now he gets integrated. cheered like Jerry Springer. And now he gets cheered. It's got to make sure it doesn't go into his head. But I will say this and I'll look in the camera and say, Jerry, you've done a great job. And I really appreciate for an 18 year old kid to pick up that mantle is not easy. So. That's, a bit, that's a bit redundant. 18-year-old kid. Is it? Some people would say 18-year-old man. Just say 18-year-old. Hey, kid. Like, hey, give him a new I love, I love the journalism tips from Max Predos. I won't steer you wrong. So, uh, <laughs> missed opportunities. Let's talk about Chicho now. Chicho, man. Chicho. You could say, don't. And I've watched a lot of games. But I you know, MVP of the last month of MLS. Well, okay. That's right. Yes. I said it. It's just a small He's not going to be MVP side. of the league, but is he the newcomer of the year? I, I've i never seen anything like this. I've never seen. I have. <laughs> but remember when Didier I've Drogba never, arrived at this league? Yes. And he just tore it a new people? one. Yeah. Just scored. Go, go, go. I was like, it reminds me of that. Didier Drogba. You know, they have a lot of similarities. Didier Drogba, like a, a kind of a... A true number nine, traditional number nine. However, more than willing to go wide, more than willing to dribble guys, um, strong on the ball. Yeah. Actually, I like that. Although I will say this. Want to take some more journalism tips from me there, La Rosa? That's not journalism. DDA Drugba, better free it kick. It is because I was there and I saw it with my own two eyes. Drugba, better free kick taker. <laughs> I've been told to give more hot takes by Jason, who's just showed up in the control room and now is filling oh, okay. my ear with nonsense. Is he also, he's probably like chewing on a bagel or something. Yeah. <laughs> he's always eating. <laughs> he is. He's always talking about food. Every, oh, all he could talk about in Portland was food. Exactly. He drag, ta- drag us everywhere. He goes, I'm going to get hangry. I go, I don't know what that means. You know, Jason, Jason and I and our camera operator, Dan, had to jump over a train. I kid you not. I'm glad you're here in one piece. I kid you not. We, we left dinner. And one of those are... one of those big uh, big trains with like a bajillion cars starts slowing down. And we're like, what's going on? Well, our Uber's on the other side of that train. What's going on? It was a one way. Oh, in, never one, do that. One way out. It stopped. Well, it stopped for a good twenty. It was stopped. It was just stopped for a good twenty minutes. So we jumped in between the cars. Oh, okay. You yeah, don't look do back that. And, don't do and, that, kids. But we look you back. You guys are look it. back. Hey, Jason, he's gonna be a pancake yeah. on the. So uh, oh, well, we, we have speaking a, of trains, let's the, get back to Chicho. We're a new gang now, the boxcar kids. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, let's get back to Chicho. Chicho, Chicho is a train. Oh, yes. Jason in my ear just said. We've had two train rivers. Thomas the train with Ringo and this. 
Oh yeah. So we're uh, we're the we are the train podcast of record. Yes. Yeah. Do you want to do hockey talk? No. No, I want to do the Thomas the Train uh, jingle. Remember that? I don't know that. They're two. They're four. They're six. They're eight. Shunting trucks and hauling. For, do I, do don't do that? the whole thing. Okay. Yeah. I don't have children, so I don't know. You know. Yeah, my son loved it, and then he didn't. Lo- kids love Thomas the Train. They get fight, and then they hate it. That's called good parenting. Okay. Uh, Chicho. Yeah. As consistent a player uh, as you can see, he does the same thing. He d- as was there ever like you know what you're gonna get out of him? It's like a, it's you put the ATM card in mm-hmm. and it works. And you get your money. That's what Chicho is. Be honest though, we both were like in the first two games, which is a bad way to judge a player. We were like, ooh, I don't know. But the, like was, you could see it. You knew he was good. We were like, ah, uh, like maybe. And now all of a sudden he's better than I could have imagined, and still has a ways to go. Could get be- even better. Yes, he could. Mm-hmm. I mean, the one thing that impressed me was these runs from midfield. <laughs> yeah. Beats a player. I mean, he's, he passed that ball to Sifu. Mm-hmm. There, there it was. And he did that a couple times. He set up Brian. Same. Yeah. He's, he's scoring goals. Perfect from penalties, which, again, penalties are not easy. No. And he hits. He's, we're winning penalties. He's part of that. I know, finally. We, didn't, we had one penalty yeah. until a month ago. LFC, now we have yeah, five. Statistically, LFC is one of the teams that has the most touches in the box, which you would think would mean much higher chances for penalties. No, until this past month. That's going to continue. It's part of the luck that we talked about. It starts to think. Chicho start to and Brian are forward. both guys that will draw penalties the way they play. Oh, absolutely. So I think that's going to be a huge positive for LFC moving forward. Well, and Chicho picking out Brian and picking out Sifu was probably one of the other parts of the game where I was like, he got, he's got to be a little bit better here because he's a nine. He wants the ball. He wants to do the scoring. And you and I have both picked out a few runs where he saw he saw or didn't see guys. was like, that's the pass. He yeah. didn't make the pass. That Sifu one, I thought he was going to take a shot, and I don't think he would have been wrong to because he made a great run. Uh, by the way, great pass from Raheem to spring that, uh, to spring that counter. He had a couple good games. Yeah, an okay game. First half was a little shaky. The whole buildup was shaky in the first half. But Raheem... And when they start playing a little more in transition to start that second half, was was very good, which I think plays to his strengths. Check check out playing Raheem, fast is Raheem's strength. Check out Raheem on LAFC's Instagram doing story time, and also uh, Katia is going to have a sit down with uh, Chicho this weekend. You can also see on our KCOP broadcast good. at San Jose. Uh, that trio works. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited to see it. Carlos Vela, I don't I don't know his status. You'll find out. You're probably going to talk to Bob. I would assume you're, someone's going to talk to Bob about that this week. I don't know the status of anything, but the fact I was talking about it, I kind of thought to myself, all right, same injury, mm-hmm. beginning of the year. You've got to be super cautious. Well, right? I will say this. They showed pictures of uh, Jamal Blackman coming to practice, and they gave him the, uh, the train where they go ahead and run him through and they beat the crap Did out of him. you say train again? Yeah, they said train again. It's a train. Well, you, you know, players come into a new team and they, they have them run through and they all slap them. I don't know. I don't know why that's fun, but I guess that's what they do. There was a certain Carlos Velo in those pictures. Um, I'll say this. Was he in a suit and tie or was he No, in a- he had cleats on, which is a good sign. Generally, if a player is far, far from recovering, because people say, oh, I saw Carlos uh, on the field. I go, yeah, he had running shoes on. Running shoes, not a good sign. Cleats, good sign. Also, I, he's also gravy a Mahal, in this, Mahal if he exciting. comes back. I don't know. I don't think Mahal is anywhere close, but it's good, good to see that he's wearing cleats and he's he's working at least on the field, working his way back. That's great. I, Carlos is gravy at this point, but I, I that trio, if they can stay together, I will say this also because I don't want to get ahead of myself, but 
three games mm-hmm. coming up, and then we do have a break. Yes. Which will facilitate the international break, and Brian's going to go. Sifu's going to go. Yeah. On uh, World Cup qualifiers. You would imagine if he's hopefully not, they don't miss a if game. He's not back by then. Carlos Vela will return. Yes. After that break. I would hope he'd be back. Breaking news, Vince. Scoop La Rosa. Breaking some news here. So <laughs> we'll get to this next three-game so stretch. Think, I was listening to a podcast yes. where somebody goes, you know, uh, I, back to the Beatles, I, I really like those. Uh, I really like Paul McCartney's songs. And somebody goes, oh, wow. Did you, you think Paul McCartney's songs are very good? Wow. Hold on. Hold on here. You think Paul McCartney's a good songwriter. I know, that, that basically With the Beatles. His solo music, not good. Band on the run. <laughs> you ever see uh, let Alan, me roll it it's a good song you ever see Alan Partridge by uh, yes great show Steve, Steve Coogan who plays yeah. this this embarrassing uh, uh, radio DJ and he sees some guy listening to uh, Wings and goes oh yeah Wings that's the band the Beatles could have been <laughs> <laughs> fell on the floor laughing it's so good can you imagine John Lennon signing up for that he's like you and I need to do a remake silly little love songs we should do a remake of not those, interested those trip movies that Steve Coogan keeps doing. How yes. many more of those is he going to do? They're not that great. They're, you have a couple good laughs, yeah. but it's a lot. It's, it's, it's a long movie for those, those payoffs. And also do it somewhere where it's not just like, oh, Italy, oh, yes. Spain, oh, France. The Michael Keane, if you see, haven't seen the trip Michael Keane scene, it's gold. That's, yeah, that's. Michael Keane. And then he drank all the brandy and the cigars has changed his voice in such a way he talks very slowly. Your English accent always drifts in. Refer to me as Sir Michael. Slight Bowie. Like, it always has a little... It's not. Bowie's different. Hello, hello, Vince. It's David Bowie. It's, but it's the, it's the kind of lisp that you put at the end. Okay. Uh, where were we? <laughs> we were talking about Chicho, but we should probably move on to, to uh, what we have coming up. Yes. Because this podcast is going to come out oh, let's, let's... Close, very close to the game on Saturday. Jamal Blackman. Jamal Blackman. Coming to the club. I saw him out there he taking, taking some shots... Uh, Prior to the rest of the team coming out to warm up, very tall man. Was six seven? Man, when he stands in that goal, I can't. I. You, what does that do? Man, that's another question for Bob. When you just see someone that size, you're like, mm. well, to your point, penalties are not easy. Man, I can't even imagine setting up the ball. People would think they're like, it's only twelve yards. No one's in front of you. Well, the goalkeeper's there, and yes, he has to stand on his line. But I couldn't imagine putting the ball down, and then Jamal Blackman reaches his arms out. That's an imposing figure. I'll say that. And there is a true goalkeeper competition on because yeah, there's leaking goals. Yeah, and some of you them, want to talk about that. Some of them I think could be. I will just. Say I think this. yeah, Thomas that first, is a, that is a young goal. goalkeeper. I've always given Tomas the benefit of the doubt, and the bigger benefit of the doubt is this: he's 20 years old. Like if you're a goalkeeper, you usually don't come good until you're 28, 29. He's got a long ways to go. Uh, got a lot of career ahead of him, but a lot of it is about seeing angles, seeing seeing pictures, being in situations that you've been in before. He clearly has not been in a ton of situations, so I can give him the benefit of the doubt long-term. However, we are in a playoff race, and we need somebody now. So if Jamal Blackman is that person, then he should be. Amazing in, the amount of the, the goalkeepers that have come in and out of the LAFC. From, oh, let's not start on that. That's a, that's a whole. But it's whole. really, it's, it's a, it's, it, you figure they're going to get the guy, and that's it. There's gonna, it's going to fit like a jigsaw piece. Someday. I'm not saying it's Jamal Blackman, but. Yes. Mishi, Mishi Galina. Michigalina. From the uh, Colorado Springs switchbacks. Switchbacks. Yep. USL 2. Was that? No. USL 1? USL, USL 1. My apologies. Yeah. I got to watch more USL. There's so much I can watch. Do you? Yeah. Do you? 
I think <laughs> I think more MLS teams with their scouting department yeah. have all the time in the world should be watching more USL. Max Bradley. USL has brought Mark Anthony K. Yes. No longer with LAFC, but Canadian national. He's going to be he, starting every day for Colorado. Coming mm-hmm. to be a very rich man very soon. Great, great midfielder. Uh, Danny Masovsky. Danny Masovsky. Uh, Cal Jennings. Cal Jennings. And now uh, Dan- Daniel Christosimo. Who- LAFC have really wa- are watching USL. It's not this thing we're getting these players to South America. They do their due diligence and they've done very well. Well, we talked to John Thornton over and over again. He's like, it's the weird this weird thing that we are in the same pool as teams like Liverpool, Manchester City, Manchester United. We're all fishing in the same ponds. However, they have s- tighter needs but unlimited resources. Whereas we have a wider swath of needs, less resources. So they need to be much more pragmatic about how they get value and where they get value from. And anybody discounting USL as a place to get value doesn't understand how large this country is and how many players are playing professional soccer at one time and how much, like, this is the entire U.S. problem. The world. We uh, miss talent. Galena's from the Congo. Of course. So, as I talked to Hercules Gomez, stuff falls through the cracks, not just with American players, oh. but other players that come to university here or whatever, and then all of a sudden you're like, Whoa. Also from Mount, Mount, Mount Verde, Verde Academy. Academy. Mama Dufal. Mohamed Traore. Mohamed Traore. Yeah. So two places where LFC have had, that's what I, I tweeted out because we were like, oh, it's not going to be good enough. I was like, first of all, you can't sign. You can only sign certain players. So he was not under, he was not a transfer. So you're allowed to sign him. They had to send some money different places to do some things. With Is that the universal sign for sending money? Don't. Oh, now I'm going to get in trouble with Bob. <laughs> uh, but they had to. It's like, had, it looks like you're taking and not giving. Had, yeah, they had to send money to. Oh, to this is the black market, little back. Yeah, they had to send money. Uh, but don't make me lose my train of thought. You're 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 killing me here. Okay, uh, uh, USL. USL. Big, big pool. But so, LFC's gone to places where they've had success. USL, Mont Verde, and people are losing their minds because it's not. Diego Costa. You can't get Diego Costa. <laughs> and also... Or David Luiz, who's and also, a free agent, who's going to be playing for Flamengo in the Libertadores. Yeah, and we just spent five minutes on Carlos Vela, who we figure is going to be back soon. But, but they needed a winger. There's only How many true wingers are on this team right now? Brian. Yeah, it was Diego gone. Diego's gone. So Carlos is out. It's Brian. That's it. So you need depth. I mean, look, in, that, in this game against Portland, you brought in Danny Masovsky. Not many other forward options after that. There's Cal. Cal doesn't fit what was going on. Cal Worthington? Yeah. Cal's Go to Cal. Uh, dated reference again. Um, but to answer people's questions, are these guys going to play? You look at the track record. Yes, they are going to play, and probably sooner than later. Mm-hmm. Both of them. So they're not here to fill out numbers. No. And LAFC, if you work hard and you earn a spot, they'll give you an opportunity. Yeah. Sometimes out of necessity because of injuries or what have you, but sometimes not. Sometimes they'll earn it, and you'll go, you go in. And yeah. we've seen it with every guy that we just mentioned. And big picture-wise, maybe 4-3-3, three, three, back on, possibly. A lot of different... Uh, a lot of looks. A lot of looks. I like it. I, I, I've now grown to love it that we can change between formations. It's a very yeah. Italian thing. Never did that be prior. be tactically astute and just be like, just switch it. Just move <laughs> people around. It's not working. Eh, hey, catenaccio. Oh, don't you dare. <laughs> well, I would say this when Italy in the Euros, when push came to shove, yeah, a little catenaccio came back. And they go, no, oh, this free fly. Ca- little, little, little meat and potatoes. No, we don't have time to actually break down what catenaccio is for you. Yeah. It's safe. But caccio e pepe, delicious. Ooh. Sorry. Again, we, Jason's in my ear, food. And, and so, you know, we had really good food in Portland, too. I'll give them that. Yeah. How was it? A lot of people on the streets. Remember we went to Seattle. It was, you know, obviously COVID kind of. Not quite. It's a little colder now, obviously, and it's rainy. Um, but, yeah, this, uh, there is some 
odd. Great food there. Well, because Portland feels a little bit like New York, a little bit like Brooklyn, because it's like there's these kind of woody, you know, or not woody, uh, kind of these uh, industrial looking buildings that kind of, they're not as tall, um, but there's also a lot of, lots of green spaces in between every like part of downtown. But then there's not a lot of people walking around like New York. So it feels like you're a little bit in like a zombie apocalypse movie where you're like, where is everybody? And then also interesting about Portland is that this the start of uh, this donut craze. You know, yeah. They're good donuts. If you like donuts. If you like. Not, I'm not a donut person. Was it Blue Stars from Portland too? And they're like all over. Blue Star, Voodoo, Pips. All I got to say is this. Don't wait in line for breakfast. If it's brunch, Great. if it's donuts. Great advice right there. You have already slept for eight to, if you're me, ten hours. Yeah. I'm not going to wait another hour to eat. I need food now. I got like Jackie Mason in my ear, just giving me one-liners. Get out of the... I know. May, may he rest in peace, Jackie Mason. But it's like these... Best Caddyshack? It's like, hey, prune Danish. And I was like, well... Uh, Caddyshack 2, Jackie Mason? No, that was terrible. Better one? No? I'm, I'm, now I'm just messing with you. I got Ben to laugh at least. <laughs> it's such a good feeling when I he know. does. Because he doesn't give those away. Yeah. He makes you earn them. So, promising for LAFC. Frustrating loss, obviously. Uh, not being able to put that away and... We'll, we'll, we'll get more information on the missed opportunities. Big loss because Portland kind of gets away from you in the standings. Yeah. They're yeah, you firmly been, in fifth, four points two, ahead. You could have been two points back of the Galaxy yeah. if you won this game. But I, I, even a tie is helpful because you keep Portland. You yeah. stay on keep top the, of them. Yeah, don't give them the points. So you could still catch Portland. You could still catch well, the Galaxy. We'll, we will see games. them again in yeah. just a little bit of time. And look, and realistically, if we had this three-game spell where you have Portland – at Portland, at San Jose, Portland. If you're going to lose one of them, this is probably the one. Tough place to play, da 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 yada. Yep. But now you have pressure. I think they can win these next two. Yes. San Jose is laboring a bit. We'll talk about them in a moment. Uh, no, I'm, I'm, but they're, they're actually winning these crazy games. Well, they've been in back-to-back four to three games. Four to one, three. one, lost one. Yes. That makes them very scary. And uh, Or ripe, ripe for the pick. And our old friend Matias Almeida has now blown a full gasket when it comes to referees and is on like the war path. I would not be surprised if he's pacing up those sidelines like a panther and just ready to pounce. Well, they, they better not make do with him, make some make make goods here this week. Yeah, It's a big game. So they're in the playoff picture as well, a little bit off our – so they're looking at us the way we're looking at Portland. So Minnesota won over the weekend. Real Salt Lake's gone on a bit of a tear. Mm-hmm. So those – Real Salt Lake was one of the teams that handed San Jose a 4-3 loss. Or the team. Thanks a lot, it. Earthquakes. So uh, – Real Salt Lake's three points up. Minnesota's just ahead. Those six, seven, you could, you could still finish as high as fourth. Even if you won this game, you knew that every game, like Baba said, is, it's six pointers from here on out. Like, you got to try to, you have to try your best to run the table. That's, I, I brought it up on, on the pregame, um, our friend Josh Gross, who I, I love Josh Gross, and he, because he's writing his, his, his articles, and he has to ask some questions where he knows, like, he may or may not get a good answer from Bob, and he says, there's 11 games remaining, 33 points on the table. Do you have is, – is there a way where you say, you know, this is the mark we have to reach because maybe, you know, it's he, maybe not realistic to win them all? So what number total do you have in your head? And Bob just goes, 33. Yeah. Doesn't, provide, he, what, doesn't provide anything else. Just goes, 33. Once he started ramping up that question, I was like, yeah, can't wait to hear the answer. Well, I was like, is Bob going to – because Bob likes Josh too. Yeah. Bob gets it. Bob gets what Josh has to do. And I'm like, is Bob going to give him a, a – a good answer, or is he gonna shut him down here? And, he just goes, and I, and you, you know, Bob's gonna like get you, like he's gonna sting you because he he sees it before you do, and he gets like a little twinkle in his eye, and he just goes, 
little smirk, 33. We're very fortunate to have Josh Gross, a tremendous author, tremendous writer, and he writes about LAFC. He has an incredible book that I read about Muhammad Ali fighting Antonio Inoki, which is this staged fight. Now we have all these weird staged fights. Highly recommend it. Josh Gross, well, I've been, fantastic. I've been taking journalism tips from you on this podcast, but if I was really going to take journalism tips from somebody, it'd be yeah. Josh. Like, Josh is a true journalist and uh, in in the truest sense of, like, the traditional form of not this gotcha journalism that we're seeing a lot of things. Like, the man honest. lives it. Honest. Uh, he, he goes about his work very honestly, and I love reading. Yeah, we're, we're, we need more more of that, more yeah. coverage like that. He started MMA, obviously, and then he got yeah. the back books of Dana White, and he got he's not a lot, which is an incredible story. But we won't get into that. Anyone, that, anyone then could go toe to toe with Dana White right. and still come out the other side and say, "Yeah, I'm not backing down." Good. I like that guy. Good. Three games coming up, mm-hmm. then the break. So October third, and then the next game is October sixteenth. Yes. At San Jose, this Saturday, Wednesday, LAFC Portland. Hosting Portland. And then, and then Sunday, October third, at the Galaxy. Then you have a two-week break, and then very urgent. And so then these three games will determine yeah. a lot. How many points? Thirty-three. <laughs> Nine. Nine. I will say seven. Seven. Is puts that you enough? In, yeah, seven puts you in a good spot, but it feels like you really need nine. You really need. I don't think anything is. It's MLS. Nothing is catastrophic until. Usually about the middle of October. Usually about usually with a m- month to go, you could still make a run. But once you start, once you're like, oh, there's five games left, four games left, then you're really. But I think that LAFC has aspirations, and they still very mo- even though this was a a pretty big setback. Fourth is within reach. Fourth gets you a home playoff game. They kind of do need it. if you if you win these three games, let's just say seven points. You reach that break, you're like, okay. If you get to that October 3rd game after you've played the Galaxy and you're looking up mm-hmm. to – you're in eighth and yeah. you're looking up, uh, that's seven points that's going to mess with your head. Seven points put you on 40. Traditionally, what, like 45? It gets you into the playoffs. So you're, you're, you're feeling pretty good there. But, again, fourth place. you gotta be, you got to be all in for fourth place. And one thing you have to keep in mind is everyone's playing each other. Yeah, in the West. Well, like, like by, you said, it's <laughs> we just played Portland. Now we play San Jose. Then we're gonna play Portland again. Then the Galaxy. Then back to San Jose. Like, do you know Portland play by the way? Coming up, who? Inter Miami. <laughs> so that's the one departure. But every everyone schedules kind of the same. Well, I think I looked at. Books. I can't remember. Oh, I think I looked at RSL's run in. They play Chicago at some point. So always one East. Yeah, it's so weird. It's it's like you're almost. Just keep it all west and east if you're going to come. We had those. We have New York City and Atlanta. They were fine, but yeah, they really uh, should have just got it. But if they were going to do that, those Eastern Conference games should have been within like the first five games of the season. Then, but this, then we just go all Western Conference and it's just a which is very slug. The teams that make the playoffs really earned it because they played everybody here. So that's, that's why. That's true. <sighs> it, it's interesting if you're going to not have playoffs, a balanced schedule is the best way to go, right? However, if you're going to have playoffs. You want to just play those teams as much as you can so you really earned it. And that's a good point, Max. Another good journalism tip from Thank Max Bredos. So San Jose, we already played them up there, and they beat it us pretty good. did not go well. Did not go well. I can't imagine it will look like that they be, again. Well, they beat us pretty good, but the scoreline, 2-1. to one. We play better. Uh, a team like that, which is very fragile mm-hmm. and doesn't really know itself or how it's going to play. It's a different style now. So it's what more you're practical saying is another team that we need to 
when we have advantages, capitalize on it. Right, I'll say this. If you want nine points, you got to beat San Jose on Saturday. <laughs> Is this a must win? Yes. No, it's, no, not. it's not a must win. What's but, the most dangerous lead in soccer? No, I'm kidding. I could empty the chamber. So San Jose, entertaining. Chofis has been amazing, yeah. scoring a ton of goals. Uh, he did very well when we played them last time. Uh, I just don't know. I, I think we'll see a better LAFC effort. And if they play better, obviously with these Portland close calls in their head and a full week of training and everything, mm-hmm. maybe a step closer to getting some of these injured players. We also we haven't mentioned Eduardo Atuesta. We don't know. Uh, we hope he certainly comes back too. Uh, it's, it's a good situation. But this, again, is a huge litmus test for LAFC. Yeah, when we saw them play Portland, it, we did say it was it was two to one, but they had the bulk of the chances, right? We had one or two chances to maybe draw that game. That's probably the best we could have asked for it because the start was so nervy and so just catastrophic. The organization was bad. To your point, Chofis was just feasting off the fact that we our midfield wasn't sure if they were coming or going. We weren't sure if we were playing fast or slow. If we play like we did against Portland. We will be creating the bulk of the opportunities. And then at the end of the day, just like it's been for LFC all year, it's all about the finishing. Midfield, Pancho, Chrysostomo. Probably I liked, that I, I thought it. they were okay. They, they, they did okay. I'm, uh, look, I'm going to do a breakdown of Daniel Chrysostomo uh, for 110 football on f- for the Friday show. Uh, I really like, for a guy that came from USL, he has seamlessly transitioned yeah. in the ideas. And that's what they said. Connects play is really nice. Gets that ball play off really foot. nice. He's simple. Tough. Doesn't take uh, extra, too many extra touches. That's what they said when they got to him. When he got to Vegas, uh, they weren't sure what player they were getting because he originally came from Orange County SC, um, and then he thrived in the new kind of culture and the new philosophy that LFC had because, like we said, it's a top-down thing. LFC puts pushes that down to Vegas, and it's shown. Because the second he got here, it wasn't like, oh, I got to kind of learn the ropes in MLS. He's like, no, I just keep doing the things I was doing. And he's kind of blended in seamlessly. I mean, it's a tough position to play for a guy that... It's a massive It's a massive position because those two guys will allow Sifu to get up with mm-hmm. Brian and Chicho a little bit more. And if they can eat up whatever that me- the midfield in a certain kind of way and defend and win ball, game changer. Yep. So I, I feel confident with that pairing. I think Pancho... I think uh, Chrysostomo is the kind of player that makes anyone next to him look better. Yeah. Because he does the dirty work. He does the dirty work. And again, simple. Doesn't take more touches than he needs to. Moves the play along. He, he does what you expect him to do. Kind of goes, you know, he, he, he goes up station to station. He moves the ball, moves the next. Yeah, Dave Bowie, I know. Uh, <laughs> Love that song. Great, great record. Um, yeah, he, do, he, he sees the game the way you would want a midfielder in the job that he does, especially in a pairing. Saturday, LAFC at the Earthquakes on KCOP, my 13th. Check it out. We'll have a game Wednesday as well on Bally Sports, home against the Portland Timbers. That's a good way to, good spot to drop it, okay? Wrap up. We feel good. I, I feel great. All right, good. I think we did another podcast without a guest where I feel like we did actually a good job. We did. Rate, review, subscribe, share with a friend our little podcast here. And if you're on YouTube, thanks for helping us build that as well. We'll see you again next week as we recap a couple games for LFC. (laughs) 